Hi, welcome to the Happy in Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Arnold. I'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom. I help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine. Let's get started. Today, we start an entirely different format here on the podcast. Are you ready? First, I want to say, don't worry. We're going to have the usual format you've been used to, which is me sharing behind the scenes stories, real life coaching scenarios. We've been in coaching strategy. We for sure, that'll still be the bread and butter of the podcast. But as I'm thinking about how can we always be helping to make your life easier? How can we keep continuously improving what we're providing here? I had a little idea. Starting today, every once in a while, I'm going to rotate in this new format. It's going to take in a little bit of what's happening in the world, and it's going to add it to this format, Happy in Medicine Coaching Philosophy, Tools, Strategies, and Tips. Here's how it all came about. We all hear a lot of news and buzzwords. This is a 24-7 digital news content world. Information is always coming at us. And we don't always have time to investigate, study, digest, and apply the latest and greatest techniques and tools, especially if you're a full-time physician, you have a very, very busy personal life. And that's where I and this podcast comes in. I am always strategizing. How can we make your life easier? How can you get even more results? How can we help you have even more high-quality content and resources? So... I decided I'm going to try this new format where we're going to take the splashiest bits of what's happening in the world that relates to what we're doing here, which is creating more happiness. And I'm going to present the best bits in a digested format. I'm going to investigate it. I'm going to summarize it. I'm going to provide the high yield content. I'm going to give you resources so you can investigate it too if you want to. Plus, I'm going to weave in what are some new specific strategies that aren't always in coaching. I want to provide the best tools for you, even if they're outside of coaching or they're from a different discipline of medicine, other experts. We're going to just expand our world of what is even possible here in order to help you have even faster wins. I will for sure be weaving in all the coaching philosophy you've come to love and expect from Happy in Medicine tools, skills, the latest resources will be in the show notes, all here in one quick session for free, forever, for 24-7 on-demand access. Here's where if you want help to help out, you can. If you see a topic that is of interest to you, you're like, I have no idea what quiet quitting means. Can you please explain it to me so I can navigate these conversations with the water cooler? I don't have time and I want to hear about what this is. Write me on any platform available and we'll put it on our list. You will not want to miss this new format. It's going to come with a weekly email that has this quick summary of highlights, a podcast link, references. It's so easy to use. makes it so easy to feel better. But you have to make sure you're on the email list. You'll also, if you're on the email list, you're going to get first dibs to our latest bonus workshops. Anything that's going on in the program, you'll have first chance to hold your seat. It includes, we have another workshop coming up almost once a month for for quite some time, has a button where you can add it to your calendar if you want to. You can unsubscribe at any time. So to get all of this, make sure you've entered your email at christinaarnoldcoaching.com slash email. Christina Arnold Coaching is all one word. It's Christina C-H-R. So it's christinaarnoldcoaching.com slash email. Now, if you subscribe to the podcast, amazing. I love it so much. 
But if you haven't entered your email on my website, I don't have any way to give you all of these goodies. So make sure you've entered your email at Christina Arnold coaching, all one word.com slash email. Let's go to our very first iteration of this new format. How I have this structured is we're going to do the news, the latest bit, the latest splashiest bit. And then I'm going to part two, give you the happy and medicine coaching. Like how would we look at this through a coaching lens of everything that's available to us here on the podcast? And then part three is going to be strategy. We're going to end with what are things you can actionable things you can do today for a quick win today. So let's do part one, the news. We're going to cover a historic event. It happened on May 3rd, 2023. Anybody remember what happened on this day? It was kind of historic. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. On May 3rd, 2023, the Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, made a call for action to address a public health crisis. Now, this is not what, what he wound up calling a public health crisis on isn't what you might expect for a surgeon general to bring up. If you look at all the surgeon generals before, you might expect something different. And he thought so too. When he accepted the position he had in mind, a more conventional topic. And then he did a listening tour. He went across the country. He touched base with people. What are they struggling with? He dipped into the science. What's What are we seeing in the literature? And guess what he zoned his attention to? Take a wild guess. He laid out the framework for a national strategy addressing the public health crisis of loneliness, isolation, and lack of connection. And if you go to his website to see what his priority focus for his term is, here's the listing of his website, social connection, mental health, burnout, well-being, COVID, and health misinformation. This is a remarkable time to be a human on the planet. When the priority issue is mental health by the Surgeon General, and I don't know, four of these six items, maybe you can even stretch it as six of these six items, his priorities are dealing with mental health. What an important time to be alive on the planet. To continue with the news, you can throw out some of these facts when you're at the water cooler and really impress everyone. It's so fun to know. He describes that loneliness is far more than just a bad feeling. And I'm going to put that in quotes because you know how I think there's no bad feelings or just feelings. and None of them are bad or good. But to his point, he, he reported, he summarized the literature. People who identify as lonely have a about 30% increased risk of heart disease, stroke. 50% of them have an increased risk of dementia. They have a 60% increase of premature death. The risk of developing depression, people who already report feeling lonely, is double that of who, people who rarely or never feel lonely. We know that loneliness in childhood increases the risk of depression and anxiety. More than one in five adults, more than one in three children. Let me correct that. More than one in five adults and more than one in three young adults living with mental illness in the United States really emphasize that this is a looming problem for us. We know literature showed us that people who are lonely have a diminished engagement and productivity in schools, workplaces, organizations. And if you build up social connectedness, we also know that there's some benefits for that, like a 21% decrease in murder, 20% decrease in motor vehicle thefts. Increased GDP growth, lower unemployment, 
Putting this all together, the Surgeon General said the mortality impact of being socially disconnected or lonely is similar to that being caused by smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. It's greater than the mortality impact of drinking, smoking, obesity, physical activity, and air pollution. What a time to be a human on the planet when our Surgeon General is reflecting back to us the priority of our own mental health. So what solutions did he propose? What does he say we should be doing today to feel better today? I'm going to tell you his solutions at the end of the show. At the very end of the show, we're going to have a section on strategy where we're going to just go drill down and here's what he suggests you do today to feel better today. But what I wanted to do in the second part of the segment is to do the coaching lens. Look at this through the lens of coaching, how we put this monumental document and segue it to and override it to, or work through the lens of coaching. What would it look like? So let's do that. Happy and medicine, Christina Arnold coaching. Here is my review of looking through this document. By the way, if you're on the email list, you get the PDF of the advance of the document with a summary. So make sure you've entered your email and it's a beautiful document to move through. If you talk about wellness, you're going to want to look at it, see some of the figures. It's incredible. So here's the coaching humans. We are social creatures. We deeply crave connection, love, affection, acceptance, support, and security. It really is a fundamental universal need. So if you've ever felt lonely, you're not alone. It's actually common. All feeling, all humans feel lonely or, you know, most humans feel lonely from time to time. It's actually nothing wrong with you at all. We're going to look at coaching tips to how to look at loneliness. And for coaching, you know, I've, I've always taught on the model. It's a tool developed by Brooke Christie at the Life Coach School. And even she will say she didn't invent it, but this is something scholars have been drawing on in some form for millennia. But the coaching model is that there's a circumstance in the world there's a thought, our thought about the circumstance creates our feeling, drives our actions, and in and our results. So you want to think, and if you don't know the model, I'm going to help you out here, but this is our quiz question to think, where would you put loneliness on the model? Fact, thought, feeling, action, or result? And I would put it, at least for the beginning of our discussion, loneliness as a feeling. We're going to put it on the feeling line of our model, which means that we're actually always in full control of it. Our thoughts create our feelings. None of our thoughts or feelings are ever wrong. But if we want to figure out why are we lonely, we really can figure that out by looking at what thoughts are we thinking? What are we believing? We're never wrong for being lonely. And we create loneliness with our thoughts. And this is so amazing because we can uncreate it at any time. I think it's useful to start with why is our mind offering loneliness to us? Because I think the more we understand ourselves and we drop into like understanding deep compassion and find out why we're choosing it, it just makes it so much easier to unchoose it if we want to. So I would say most humans feel lonely sometimes. You could also think of loneliness as a circumstance or as a fact. And with so much love, we just get to decide to how we want to think and feel on purpose about the fact that we're going to be lonely sometimes. My advice is when in doubt, always offer ourselves compassion and love. If you get to choose any feeling in the world about the facts of your feelings, I think it's the most powerful thing to be in understanding compassion or love towards them. So it sounds like this. This is what it sounds like your beliefs would think. You would be thinking, of course, I'm lonely sometimes. All humans are. This shows I'm perfectly human. There's actually nothing wrong with me. 
just kind of take a pause for a minute. How does that feel? If you imagine you were lonely and you were hearing that, what would that feel like? Feel like understanding, compassion, love for ourselves. The point is when we drop the resistance and judgment of our feelings, what we're left with is this understanding, compassion, and love for our loneliness. And it's really powerful. When we're fully connected to ourselves, here's where we have so much agency and choice. We get to decide from this place, do I want to be curious about what it would be to make more friends? Do I want to reassure myself, actually, I have enough or infinite other possibilities? And we'll talk more about that specifically in the strategy section. The next phase I wanted to ask is, okay, so if loneliness is perfectly normal and most most fully functioning humans have it from time to time, then we know it's a survival advantage. Humans who have lived this long and and these circumstances, if we all have, or most of us have a certain trait, it's because that trait imparts a survival advantage. It is not random. It is useful. So we want to continue opening the layers of our understanding of ourselves and just think, okay, how could being lonely be useful? How is it an advantage? You think about that for a moment. The first thing I would offer is it is a reminder of how perfectly human we are. It actually connects us to every other human who has ever lived, every human who lives right now, and every human who's coming in the future. And in that way, if we allow the loneliness without judging ourselves or making ourselves wrong for having it, it actually creates the connection that is so very important for our survival. It's really kind of beautiful. Another way loneliness is, can be a survival advantage is if you think of it as it's revealing something important to you. We know the connection is, we just spend a lot of time running the numbers on connection. We know it's so important for our survival. When we feel lonely, it's this giant billboard that's like something is out of something is amiss, something is going on. We need more ways to reconnect, to help support ourselves. It's this big billboard of awareness that's pointing to here's a way you can take care of yourself better. And if your particular thought, we're going to look at this more closely because this is a really common thought for physicians, is I don't have enough friends. It's the brain just sending us a message. We want more connection and how we want the connection is through our friendships. There's millions of ways to have connection and you don't even actually have to get friends, but it just shows you your values. It's just a billboard showing what's important to you. So when you get to this place where you recognize, all right, I'm lonely and you're feeling maybe some level of compassion or understanding for yourself because you're thinking I'm normal. This is perfectly normal. This connects me to everything else. Now we get to expand on so many options. We're not making ourselves wrong. When we make ourselves wrong, it would sound like this. I'm lonely and there's something wrong with me that I don't have enough friends. I'm doing life wrong. We feel ashamed and that just crushes any options. It destroys our creativity. So we want to get to a place of allowance of all these feelings and being curious about what's going on and having options for the future. So it might sound like if you're lonely, one option you have is you can coach yourself. For example, with all the tools you learn here on the podcast, and it might be investigating in a belief like, okay, my brain's telling me I don't have enough friends. I wonder how many friends is enough. 
is too, too few, six, too many. Like we just get to make up these rules. So you want to be so curious about what does your brain think is the ideal number of friends, just without any judgment, explore that knowing that we just get to decide whatever's enough. And you could decide whatever number of friends you have right now is actually enough. If you want to, it gets to be a decision that's available. You might decide, you know what? I don't, I don't know how many friends I have, but it's not enough. And I want 10 more or I want four more or whatever I have. I want more connection. And you're not wrong for that. You want to listen to it and be curious about, okay, how do I go and create that connection? Maybe I'm going to go to work. I'm going to look for people who have lunch at the same time I do. And I'm just going to shimmy up to their desk. <laughs> I'm going to ask them, Hey, who wants to go get an iced drink at the cafeteria or who wants to go on a walk around the university or where do I find people with shared interests at work? Or you might say, you know, who's in this neighborhood? Who do I see walking around? Maybe I can join them. Maybe I can find someone who, who likes the same movies as I do. I can open the meetup app. It's an application you have on your phone. It has infinite social engagements on it. You type in what you're interested in and it pops up with all these things that are happening in your area. And you can meet people who have shared interests. There are friendship apps or people who are actually looking for more friends. I saw this great thing the other day on social media. Someone took a picture. There's a red bench at the school and it's called the buddy bench. And anytime you sit in it, it just tells everyone you want some connection. You want some support or that you want to give someone support. I mean, how amazing is that? We need to have more buddy benches. I would be on that bench all the time. Like, hello, <laughs> what's connection? And so just what a beautiful way of connecting with other humans, sending that signal. I'm open. I want to connect. I want to be part of your world. You can start a hobby. Sometimes I think when we just do what we like to do, we meet people who like to do that too. And that can be so useful. We can ask our friends to set us up with more friends. There are literally millions and billions of options here. We just get to decide which one we want to try next. Be curious about how to get the result that we want. It can be that simple. So we want to, in this next part, also tell you like, how can we customize this learning to you and how we would customize it is just to consider for you what's creating the thoughts of loneliness, what's creating the feeling of loneliness, like what thoughts are you having that's creating loneliness for you? And you might just want to pause and be so sensitive here about what are the thoughts I'm thinking that's creating loneliness. Here's some very common ones that I hear all the time as a coach. Clients will say, I just don't have enough friends. My coworkers are nice to me because they have to be nice. They don't really like me. No one really cares about me. Everyone's just too busy. I just don't have any time. I'm just not interesting at all. No one wants to be my friend. So notice when you have those thoughts and they're really common, I'm extracting them from live, true life coaching sessions. It will be common, understandable, makes so much sense. That would create a feeling of loneliness in our bodies. And we're not wrong for having it, but we can also, if we see our mind created it, we can also understand our mind can uncreate it anytime. And that's amazing news. So here's how you would uncreate it. Let's imagine you're a person who wishes you had more friends. Let's say you wanted to have 10 more friends. You decide this is, this is what I want. What we want to do is take a, mad, a minute and imagine, okay, what will you be thinking and feeling when you have this 10 number of friends? And here's some examples of what you might think and feel. I finally have enough friends. I am interesting. I'm cared for. I'm loved. I have people to call when I'm bored or scared or confused. I don't actually need any more time to make more friends. My friend list is full. 
And imagine if you were believing those, if you were believing those things, what might you be feeling? Happy, content, secure, loved, connected, cared for. Isn't that amazing? Your brain thinks you can only have these feelings after you create the 10 friends. But here's the truth. You actually get to have those friends right now, those thoughts right now, even if you have no friends at all or no extra friends, you just get to decide that's what you want to believe. And then you go to work to believing it. And you can have those feelings right now. I'd say that if you had those feelings, those thoughts and feelings, those thoughts and feelings of sufficiency, of enoughness, they probably help you make those 10 friends. Our brain says we can't feel this way till we have them. I think you have to think and feel them now in order to create them. Imagine going to a social event and feeling abundant, happy, content, connected, confident. It would be such a pleasant event for you and likely to attract you to other like-minded people. And it's possible that when you create those feelings for yourself ahead of time, you might also alleviate this thought, I need to go find more friends. You might find this simple shift is enough to feel content exactly as you are. The bottom line is you get to choose what you want to believe. It all gets to be your our decision. And none, none of the decisions, neither of the decisions, none of them are wrong. Once you decide you want to believe, let's say you want to believe this thought, I have enough friends, or I want more connection, whatever you decide, then your work is to go to town on growing this belief. How you do that is tasking your brain to find you the evidence that's hiding in plain sight. You want to keep proving to your brain, brains love data. You want to help growing this belief and data helps grow belief. So if your thought is, I have enough friends, that's a belief you're working on. Now we're just needed. Let's count up all those friends. We want to show the brain evidence. Here's Sally, Jesse, Raphael. <laughs> I've watched a lot of TVs that came to me. If you don't recognize that name, don't worry. <laughs> You just kind of like, who are the friends? Let me write the name down. I have enough. I'll keep showing your brain the evidence. Maybe you're working on a new belief. I am interesting. And journal on all the ways you're interesting. Write down all the things that make you unique, things you're most proud of yourself. If you have it, if this exercise brings up a lot of anxiety, like it's not nice for me to do this or it's selfish for me to do this or I shouldn't be doing this, we want to investigate that too. To be sensitive, those thoughts and feelings might come up and we want to just like, how does that feel? Like if we're telling ourselves we have to act a certain way, we can't be proud of ourselves. It's probably something we want to at least investigate and question and keep coming back to what I'm looking for is connection. How can I be building that connection? The connection I want with others will start with by creating the connection with ourselves first. That's actually how you create connection with others is by working on your connection with you first. If you're working on believing this thought I'm cared for, then you want to journal, remind, reflect on all the ways that you're cared for by your job, your family, your friends, and you. Your brain will want to go to why, how you're not cared for and how you're devalued. And listen, there's a role for that too. Coaching isn't about skipping over the messy parts of life to feel good all the time. It's not about toxic positivity. It's about meeting yourself where you are, seeing the results you want to create and growing in that direction to find where you have the belief already and just keep stretching and growing it. How am I cared for by my job? Let your brain show you those answers. So it helps grow your belief in how you are cared for.
I am loved. Maybe that's a belief you're working on. So you want to journal, reflect, think about all the ways you love others, all the ways others love you and go back as far as you, if you want to go back to third grade. There's a little boy named Thomas who had a crush on me and he sent me a lovely note and he got me a popsicle. Like I can go way back. <laughs> I might not have the best memory these days, but I can go way back. And so that just, we want, as we're growing our belief, show our brain so much evidence. I have, you might be working on this thought. I know I have people to call when I'm bored or in distress or I'm confused. Just write out those names. It keeps showing your brain that evidence. All right. We're going to end on the surgeon general's strategy. And I'm going to add, I'm going to summarize my strategy too. So he laid out, and this document is really quite remarkable about how to prioritize social connection via six foundational pillars. I'll give you those six pillars and also tell you very specifically what he said we can do today to feel better. So the first pillar is strengthen social infrastructure. So he's like, look for ways to promote connection, establish and scale programs and invest in being in anything that brings people together essentially step or pillar two is to enact pro-connection public policies. He had an emphasis on making public transportation accessible, having paid family leave, having ways to help at every level of nation, state, local government, helping support foster community and family pillar three. And this is going to be really helpful for the healthcare community is to mobilize the health sector. So we, where you might be accustomed to when you go into your yearly visit, we'll ask you, do you feel safe? What, what's brought up here is maybe we should be asking, what's your risk of loneliness so we can offer interventions? Pillar four is reform digital environments so we can be safe. There's He quotes lots of beautiful studies that show the more time people are on social media, the more lonely they feel. And so can we help make these spaces more safe? Pillar five is to deepen our knowledge to research. Pillar six is establish a culture of connection in our daily practice. So this is where he gives a very specific advice of what can you be doing today to feel better today? He recommends call a friend. Like if you need more connection, we all need more connection. Who are we, who's already in our life that we can reach out to? Share a meal. We're all very, very busy and we all have to eat. So you can really help yourself by coordinated activities. Have your meal that you're going to eat anyways with a friend. doesn't have to be in person. Being in person is amazing. And also we have Zoom. The pandemic gave us the gift of digital connection. So you could be on the phone. You could see them. You could have a shared meal over Zoom. Listen without the distraction of having your phone in the background, the TV in the background, the news in the background. I love these tips. Ready? Perform an act of service. We know, science tells us, because we are humans that like to, we like to do for others, that helps us feel really good when they're other focused, find a way to help someone else. I know when I've really kind of been stuck and feeling down the dumps, the thing that helps me turn it around the quickest is to do an act of service. And sometimes it's something big and sometimes it's something small. Like I'll go on social media and I'll coach. I'll go and offer support to people who are in distress and I feel immediately better. So what can I be doing other focus to help someone else really helps feel better. Express yourself authentically, practice gratitude. What am I grateful for? What is in my life that I created that's abundant, that I'm so proud of myself? What do I love about my life? All right. So for me, here's what I'm going to summarize what I'm going to do. I'm going to remember loneliness is not a bad feeling. Loneliness is a normal human feeling. I'm never wrong for having it. All feelings are created in my mind. None of them are wrong. All of them are temporary. 
because they're temporary. I know they can't damage me permanently. I can change my feeling anytime. I want to change my beliefs. I'll just have a different feeling. My brain is so powerful. My loneliness connects me to everyone else in the world. And if I allow it without judging it, it connects me to me. I can allow my loneliness and not make it wrong. I can be curious what I need next and reassure my brain all along the way. To always have compassion and understanding for you and your loneliness, consider if you're not already in my program, enrolling today or scheduling your free coaching consultation. Go to ChristinaArnoldCoaching.com. It's all one word, ChristinaArnoldCoaching.com. Christina Arnold Coaching is all one word with a CH. On the consultation, we'll go over your specific situation. We'll tailor a winning plan just for you. We'll look at the results you expect inside my program. We'll answer all questions from a neutral space. It's no pressure ever. If you like this content and you want to get in on the weekly message, you want to be the first to know when our next bonus workshop is, you can add it to your calendar. You want to have the podcast delivered directly to your inbox, make sure you go enter your email at christinaarnoldcoaching.com slash email. If you're afraid you've already entered it, don't worry. Just enter it again and make sure you're on the list. christinaarnoldcoaching.com slash email. Remember, you're right where you're supposed to be, doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing at the exact right pace. And so is everyone else. Have a beautiful week, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye.